today for this is why we've come dear Lord we're ready for your word your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our pathway heaven and earth will pass but God your word will forever last we're ready for your word God let your word go forth that it would speak to somebody's heart today that we would be more than just hearers of your word and we would be doers as well we love you and we ask your blessings in Jesus name amen one of the most challenging things in life to do is to give up the comfort of your daily living to take on the task of going to serve God in a foreign land. That's what missionaries do. And the story's told of a missionary who, in her faithful service, would minister to people month after month, uh, giving her best in service to the Lord. She got to a place, however, where she was feeling sick didn't know exactly what was wrong. No home remedies could seem to get her back on her feet. She got sicker and sicker, progressively worse. And her plan was when she would go to town to pick up her monthly support check, that she would go to the doctor and use what came in to get any medicine that she needed, pick up her supplies and go back out to the place of her work. She made her way back to the town, tired, sick, feeling bad, only to discover at the post office that her monthly support check was not there. You can imagine how she was feeling, living month to month in need of supplies, in need of a doctor's visit, in need of medicine, but she had nothing to show for her trip. She struggled her way back home, made it back home, tired, exhausted, worn out, worn down, not feeling well, and went to assess how she was gonna make it over the next month. And all she had in her cupboard was oatmeal and nonfat dry milk. That's all she would have to eat, didn't have the money, to go to the doctor, didn't have the money to buy medicine, feeling bad, feeling down, and all she had to eat was oatmeal and non-fat dry milk. Can you imagine how she must have felt? I don't know about you, I think there's a part of us though that can identify with the feeling of being let down and left out and forgotten, especially when it feels like God has left you out. You know, I mean, when you get to that place where you feel like the test is so big and there's nothing you can do, 
uh, no matter what you do, no matter what you say, it's just, just hard, just, just tough. It's just, it's just inconvenient, right? And, and let's be honest. Most of us, we, we want a, a very convenient faith. We want a feel-good faith. We're not looking for excessive trials and tribulations, especially those that we don't create. Right? I mean, it's one thing if I create my own problems, but God, I don't need other folk creating stuff for me. And, and I sure don't need God letting stuff happen. Truth of the matter is, every one of us will come to a point in life where we will feel neglected and forgotten by God. And somebody in here, you're going through a test right now where it feels like God has forgotten where it feels like God is really not listening. And I got to tell you, when, when you're going through your test, one, one of the hardest things to accept is the silence of God. Right? When you're going through that trial, when you're going through that test, and you're like, God, do you, do you hear me? Because it doesn't seem like you're answering my prayers. God, I'm crying out to you, but it, but it seems like you're nowhere to be found. And I was talking to my wife about it. The other day and she reminded me she said she said you know she said whenever you're taking a test she said it's always quiet she said even the teacher doesn't talk and I was thinking you know what when we go through our test sometimes God is just silent like that he just doesn't talk today I want to help somebody as we look at this compound name of God I, I want to continue our look at the Name of God revealed in Genesis chapter 22, uh, Jehovah Jireh or Jehovah Yireh, the Lord who provides, the Lord who provides. Uh, one of the things that you will discover about the names of God is that God doesn't reveal himself in that way until you need to know him in that way. It's when you need to know that he can provide that God shows you that he's a provider. Listen to me carefully. You will never know that God can heal until you get sick. Otherwise, all you are doing is speaking what somebody else has experienced and your testimony is inadmissible in court because it's hearsay. Right. If you want a personal testimony about who God is, you've got to go through it yourself. If you have your outlines, would you say amen? amen. If you need an outline, raise your hand and the usher will get one to you. After all Abraham and Sarah had gone through in Genesis chapter 22, God gives Abraham the test of his life. Now, you recall, Abraham has had multiple tests in his life up to this point. He was challenged when his name was Abram to leave Ur of the Chaldees, leave his family behind, and go to a land that God would show him. You remember he had a test with his nephew Lot. He loved Lot. The question was, was he going to stay with Lot or was he going to leave Lot when Lot decided he was going to stay where he was? He had a test with his wife, Sarai, Hagar, her Egyptian handmaid, as to whether or not he would participate in this surrogate parenting. And God said, basically, Abram, you, you failed the test. 
But now he gets to this super test. This is this cumulative test. This is, this is the test when you, when you ask the teacher what's on the final exam and they say everything. Everything from this semester? No, the whole year. Right? This, this is a test of his whole life and his commitment to God. He had been praying for 25 years. 25 years from the time of the promise given to the promise fulfilled. Isaac has been born and has grown and is growing as a boy. And God says, now, here's the biggest test of your life. And my brothers and sisters, somebody in here, it's a big test. Probably the biggest test in your life. But here's what I want you to know. Your test prior have prepared you for your test present. What you have gone through has gotten you ready for what you're going through. And the question is not whether or not you will have a test. The question is, are you prepared to pass the test? Here's the first thing. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provides. Second part of this message. Number one. You can see the Lord provide what you need when you make obeying God your priority. You can see the Lord provide what you need when you make obeying God your priority. I need the Lord to show up. I need the Lord to provide. God says, I understand you need me to provide, but I need you to obey. And obeying cannot be marked by procrastination. Obeying must be seen by making it your priority. Look at Genesis 22, beginning at verse 3. The next morning, underline that phrase, Abraham got up early. Circle the word early. He saddled his donkey and took his two servants, two of his servants with him, along with his son Isaac, then he chopped wood for a fire for a burnt offering and set out for the place God had told him about. On the third day of their journey, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. A man who received a supreme promise is now asked to make a supreme sacrifice. Now, now listen to me carefully. I don't know about you, but in my mind, I've got to think, when Abraham first heard this test, he had to be thinking, this doesn't make sense. I mean, I waited 25 years for this boy to be born. I've only had him a few years as my son. And now you're telling me to sacrifice what I waited so long to get? And I don't know about you, but in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm not going to talk about you. I'm just thinking for myself. I probably want to sleep on it a few days. Matter of fact, I might want to get some second and third opinions. Hey, man, God told me what you think. And, and you know what we do when we ask for a second and third opinion, especially when it comes to what God told us? We're just looking to find somebody who will agree with us. And we keep asking until we find somebody who, who agrees with us, right? You know, I mean, in this situation, I'll be looking for somebody to say, man, that don't make no sense. 
That couldn't have been God talking to you, man. Why would God say, you know you right. You sure right. I know you right. Somebody else might say, no, that's what God went home. I don't know, man. I don't know. I got to pray about it. Right? But the Bible says, Abraham got up early the next morning. He didn't wait. He didn't tarry. He didn't hold back his obedience. He saddled his donkey, chopped the wood for the fire, and set out for the place that God told him to go to. Abraham made obeying God his priority. How do you respond? When what God says to you doesn't reconcile with your mind. What do you do when what God has told you to do is counter to your common sense? Do you question it? Do you sit back and say, not yet, not now, let me double check, let me put a fleece out like Gideon, or do you get in a hurry to obey God? When you hear God's voice, you have to learn to surrender and make obeying God your priority. You can't see God do what only God can do if you don't obey God. It's when you obey God. Listen to me carefully. It's when you obey God that you put it back on God. God says, do this. And I'll do that. And then when you say, okay, God, I'm going to do this now, what you going to do? You put it back on God. Until then, you live with the results of your disobedience. Look at Deuteronomy 10, verse 12. And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you but to fear the Lord your God? to walk in all his ways, to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. 1 Samuel 12, 24, let's read it together. Only fear the Lord and serve him faithfully with all your heart, for consider what great things he has done for you. Here's basically what the writer of 1 Samuel is saying. He says, if you, have a, if you ever have a question about obeying what God is telling you today, think back to how God has blessed you in your yesterday. He said, just remind yourself of what God has done and the faithfulness of God in your life. And if you remind yourself of what God has done, it will encourage you to trust God for what you need done. Which leads me to the second thing. Number two, you can see the Lord provide what you need when you learn to trust God. You can see the Lord provide what you need when you learn to trust God. Now, now I, need, I need to stop here for a minute because listen, there are some of you who think you trust God and you trust them, but you don't trust them, trust them. <laughs> like you, you trust them a little bit. Some of you don't trust them at all. 
And if you don't trust him at all, God says, you got to start trusting me. And those who trust me, you got to learn how to trust me even more. Will you trust me even more? Watch what God says through his servant, Abraham. Verse five, stay here with the donkey, Abraham told the servants. The boy and I will travel a little further. We will worship there and then we will come right back. So Abraham placed the wood for the burnt offering on Isaac's shoulders while he himself carried the knife and the fire and the knife. And the two of them walked on together. Isaac turned to Abraham and said, Father, yes, my son, Abraham replied, we have the fire and the wood. The boy said, but where is the sheep for the burnt offering? Verse 8, God will provide a sheep for the burnt offering, my son. Abraham answered, and they both walked on together. Uh, I think it's interesting. Thank you, Lord. I think it's interesting. In verse 8, Abraham doesn't share what God told him with Isaac. And, and I don't know why the Lord is putting this on my heart to tell somebody today. Listen, everything God tells you is not for everybody else. Yeah. And, and sometimes the mistake that we make is we're looking for confirmation from somebody else, from people, as to what God told us and God didn't tell them so they can't confirm what God told us. Can you imagine Abraham talking about, uh, son, you the sacrifice. He turned around and went, huh? Right? Abraham had to decide whether or not he would trust God. That, that's, that's what it comes down to. Was he going to trust God? Would he trust God? That, that's really the question for your life. Two things. If you can answer those questions in the affirmative, your life will change radically from this moment on. Will you obey God and will you trust him? Will you obey him and will you trust him? And if you won't trust him, then you won't obey him. Look at what Abraham says. Verse 5. The boy and I will travel a little further. We will worship there, and then we will come right back. Th these are statements of faith. God told him to sacrifice your son in the land of Moriah. Uh, the word Moriah means seen by Jah, right? Seen by Yahweh. He, he says, we're going to go, but watch what he says to his servants. We're going to go. We're going to worship, and we're going to come back. Wait a minute. What do you mean, Abraham? Abraham says, I have faith. Lord, have mercy. Watch this. He has faith in the promise of God, even though the present doesn't make sense with the promise. He still trusts the promise even when the present doesn't actually support the promise. Some of y'all looking at me strange. Promise is I'm going to make you the father of many nations. I'm going to bless you through Isaac. 
Isaac is going to be the heir. Isaac is going to be the conduit through which you will change the world, Abraham. That's the promise. But wait a minute. What about the predicament? You just told me to sacrifice my son. Sacrificing my son doesn't make sense to you using him to be the father through which the nations will be born. God says, I'm going to challenge you. Are you going to trust the promise even when the present predicament seems counter to the promise? Listen, it, 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 it's easier to trust when my trust doesn't require much faith. And, and, and that's the challenge. We live a life that doesn't require much faith so we can trust God a little. But if you want more from God, you've got to give more to God. He says, we will go, we will worship. That word for worship means literally to, to bow, to, to, to humbly uh, 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 depress yourself, to show reverence, to, to, to show obedience to one, and we will come back. The writer of Hebrews gives us some insight through, through the lens of, of the New Testament and, and the resurrection of our Lord. Look at, look at Hebrews 11, verse 17. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promises was in the act of offering up his only son, of whom it was said, through Isaac shall your offspring be named. He considered that God was able even to raise him from the dead. From which, figuratively speaking, he did receive him back. This act of Abraham is the supreme act of faith. This is a faith that obeys God regardless of the cost. Am I willing to obey God? And it's amazing how many folk want to say God talked to them or they heard from them but they don't obey him. Abraham said, even if God has to raise him from the dead, we will come back. I'm not coming back without my son. I, I'm going to take him. I've got the knife. I've got the wood. I've got everything I need, the fire, to offer sacrifice. But even if God has to raise him from the dead, I know that God's word is true. He didn't know how God was going to do it. And somebody in here, I want to encourage you, you may not know how God is going to do it. You may not see how God is going to do it. It may not make sense to you that God can even do it. But somebody in here, do your part. Obey and then watch God do his part. Uh, you, you know, one of the most convicting times as a parent is when you tell your children something and then they use your words on you. You tell your children, now, if you do this, then we're going to do this. And, and if, you, if you had any parenting experience, you learn how to, how to keep your mouth shut 
for you talk your way out on something. You know, yeah. Now, if you get straight A's, we going to Disneyland, you know. <laughs> you better back off of them big ones, boy, because they, they show up with straight A's like, but you said. They said, I did my part. You said. And you be, well, I, know, I know that's what I said. Wait, wait, wait. But you said. L listen, you, you know what God longs for? Some children who will say, but God, you said. Like, like to take God's word and, and to be able to say, but God, you said. Let, 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 me, let me see if I can read your plan. Um, Malachi chapter 3. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in my house. And prove me now, herewith saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you don't have room enough to receive. Now, some of y'all, I lost at tithing. You, you, when I said tithe, you say, oh, oh wait, what? What did he say? What, 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 huh? Watch this. You didn't even hear the promise. You just heard the principle. So, so, so let me knock on somebody's door. I'm going to make this real plain for you. So you sitting there right now struggling financially. Going through some things, unexpected bills, repairs, family needs help, right? Month longer than your money sometimes. You're going into savings, savings going down, credit cards almost maxed out. You, you, you're not in a good place principle not a requirement of the law principle honor god with your first fruits bring your tithes to the storehouse that's 10 percent. don't play with the gross or the net give god what belongs to him first watch this you say pastor that don't make sense because i'm struggling financially and you don't understand what i'm going through and God says, okay, so how much better are you doing doing it your way? Like you already broke. Wait a minute. You broke, busted, and disgusted doing it your way. You're not doing it God's way. You're doing it your way. God says, I got windows I want to open up and pour you out blessings that you won't have room enough to receive. And you say, but, and God says, why won't you trust me and say something like this? God, I'm going to give the way you want me to give. And then come back to God and say, you said in your word, I'm, 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 you said in your word. And there's two or three people in here who can testify when you do it God's way. When you do it God's way, when you do it God's way, I promise you, you unleash God's power on your behalf. You say, but, God said, no, no, but, trust, trust. God said, will you trust me? Will you do 
what I've called you to do. See, when the test is more than you want to deal with, you have to learn how to trust God. When, 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 when the test is harder than you want to deal with, you've got to learn how to trust God. You've got to trust God and believe that God has the power to do what needs to be done. You have to trust God and believe that God has the power to raise you, that God has the power to use you, that God has the power to provide for you. You've got to learn how to trust God. Look at somebody and just tell them, trust God. Just, just tell them, trust God. Trust God. Stop, stop worrying. Trust God. Stop trying to be creative and coming up with a new way to be disobedient. Trust God. Psalm 118, verse 8. It is better to trust the Lord than to trust people. Can anybody say amen to that? Isaiah 26, beginning at verse 3, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord God is an everlasting rock. Romans chapter 4, beginning at verse 20, let's read it together. No unbelief made him waver concerning the promise of God, but he grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God, fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. That missionary went home. No supplies. Cupboard bare. Sick. Feeling bad. And all she had was oatmeal and non-fat dry milk. But all she could do was eat what she had. She became a little discouraged because normally people would come by and visit her and see her, but nobody visited her. And she just laid there in the bed all day. And when she was able, she would muster up enough strength to get some more oatmeal and some nonfat dry milk. As the month went by, she began to feel a little better, started regaining some of her strength, started feeling more like herself. By the end of the month, she felt like she was back to almost 100%. Next month, she decided that she was going to go back to town to see if her monthly support check came that month. To her surprise, when she got to the post office, she found the support check for two months. And there was an apology for the delay in the previous month's check not getting there on time. She was able to restock all of her supplies and she decided she would go by to visit the doctor. She was feeling better so she didn't need anything but she wanted to get the doctor's insight as to what was ailing her and, and what she should do next time she is feeling bad like that. So she goes to the doctor and they exchange pleasantries and then doctor asked her how she's doing. She said, I'm feeling fine but but last month was really hard. He said, well, what was wrong? And she began to describe to him the symptoms and what she was going through. And then she said to him, if, if I feel like that again, what, what would you suggest? And he said, well, he said, I know what was wrong with you. And he identified the disease that was plaguing her, her condition. And she said, well, what kind of medicine would I need to get? He said, well, I would not have prescribed any medicine to you. He says, as a matter of fact, 
There are only two things I would have told you to do. And she said, what was that? She said, I, I would have suggested, one, that you stay home and rest and have no visitors. Just get some rest. He said, and the second thing I would have told you is only eat oatmeal and non-fat dried milk. I'm trying to help somebody in here to understand that when it doesn't make sense to you, it makes sense to God. And even when you can't figure it out, I need a witness in here who can testify that God can work it out. If you look back over your life and see how far God has brought you, there were some times that you didn't think you were going to make it. You may have prematurely worried about your situation, your circumstance, but is there anybody in here who can testify God is faithful? Did he make a way out of no way? Did he provide when you needed him the most? Did he keep you when you needed to be kept? Did he make a way out of no way? Somebody ought to say yes! Yes! That God is able and he will provide. I got to tell you something. Just, just the other day, I had, I was in Cuba. And I had scheduled for my cab to come and pick me up at the house and get me to the airport in plenty of time. Cab driver forgot. When I finally got him on the phone, he was on the other side of town. Said he'd be there 25 minutes. I'm looking at my watch. It's, it's not looking good. 25 minutes turned into 30 minutes. 35 minutes. Looks bad now. Flight leaves at 5.05. I should check in at 3.05. He's not picking me up to 3.35. And we 25 minutes away from the airport. Driver never came. He sent somebody else. told the guy, man, my situation. He said, let's go. He drove like I had never seen anybody drive before, man. Man, that boy was driving. I got to get his number, man. I got to give him another tip. That boy was driving. I told him, I said, look, man, I said, when we get to the airport, I said, I need you to wait because I may need you to take me back to the city. It seemed like we got stopped by every light. Every light that could turn red, turn red every slow driver that we could find got in front of us and I'm looking at the watch and I'm like God we ain't gonna make it and I could feel my anxiety raising I could feel it and God said you're gonna trust me I'm, I'm telling you God said you're gonna trust me He said, what, what, what time, senor? Que horas? I'm trying to come up with some Spanish. I, man, I can't think. 
shoot, I, I don't know what to say. I'm like, man, I said, how far are we away? He said, 10 minutes. Five minutes later, I said, how far are we away? He said, 10 minutes. I said, God. And, and I can hear God saying, are you going to trust me? Right? Are you going to trust me? Now, 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 my wife gets on me about leaving late to go to the airport. So I already know she's going to fuss at me. I miss this plane. It's going to be a problem. I already know. I'm, it's going to be in Jesus' name, but it's going to be a problem. I already know. I said, Lord Jesus. I said, man, I hope I'm in. And he's zooming. And all the time, I was getting so anxious. I'm looking at the drivers and I can feel the Holy Spirit say, close your eyes. Just close your eyes. Let's close your eyes. You looking ain't going to change nothing. Just close your eyes and trust me. Trust me. Trust me. You, you didn't leave late because you wasn't ready. It's not your fault. Trust me. Flight leaves at 5.05. We get to the terminal at 4.04. So if they, now it's an international flight, y'all. But if they honor if they honor the hour ahead of time, I got one minute. I run in, run in, run in, run in to the terminal. And the other pastor who was with me is in the line. I said, man, what happened to you? He said, man, my taxi took me to the wrong terminal. I had to call to bring me back. And now I'm here in line. I've been waiting 20 minutes in line. I said, they ain't, they ain't checked you in yet. He said, no, man. I said, oh, thank you, Jesus. Now, listen, y'all. I, I ran out. I'm going to show you how God works. I ran out to get my stuff from the taxi. He said, you all right? You know, stop being, stop being. I said, yeah, stop being. Gave me a tip, man. I'm like, man, good. Carried my stuff in. Got there in line behind the pastor, right? He checked in. We're on the same flight. He checked in. Then I checked in. And when I checked in, I put my stuff down, my passport, all this stuff. Picked up a bunch of papers. I looked in the envelope. I saw some money. I said, oh, man, I didn't know I took that money. I well, I picked it all up. I'll straighten it out later on. We get... To the flight, check the sin. We get to Houston, land, no problem. We walk out of the airport. He said to me, he said, man, he said, they stole my money. I said, who stole your money? He said, man, them folk at Cuban security. He said, I had some water in my bag and they went through my bag. He said, and I know I had my money in my bag and I went to exchange my money. I had some, some foreign currency. I was going to exchange it here in the U.S. I had some money that I gotten. He said, man, it took my money. And man, he was hot. I get home and I start unpacking. And I see all these papers that I picked up at the counter. And I had an envelope full of money. 
Now, you know when you find money. You know, first thing come to your mind is, it's a blessing from the Lord. I mean, it was substantial, y'all. I, I started counting. I'm rolling. I'm like, I'm like, oh. And the Lord said, he lost his money. Now, now listen, I want y'all to hear this. If I had gotten there when I wanted to get there, I wouldn't have been behind him to find the money he left in order to get it back to him. He's still been mad at the Cuban people thinking they stole his money. I called him on the phone. I said, man, I said, you must be living right. He said, why? I said, man, I, I'm going through my stuff and I picked up an envelope full of money. He said, you lying. I said, no, man. Now, you know, I could have kept it and just let the Cuban people be blamed for it, right? But, you know, I wasn't going to do that. No, I didn't even think about it. I really didn't. I really didn't. I didn't think about it. I didn't think about it long. I didn't think about it. I just, no, no, that's my friend. That's my friend. I called, I said, hey, man, I said, come on. He said, man, can I come by and get it tonight? Because I'm flying out tomorrow. Man, I need that money. I said, man, come on by. I'm, I'm home. Come on by. Texting my address. He came by. And he said, bruh, he said, if I ain't love you before, he said, I ain't got nothing but love for you now. But, but here's my point. I thought I was too late to get on the flight, and I was just in time to get behind him in the line. To pick up that money. It's all I'm trying to do is tell you, even when you think things are not working out, God is doing some other stuff. God's doing some other stuff, and you got to learn how to trust him. Somebody in here can testify, you worried for nothing. You got upset for nothing. You got mad for nothing. You cussing folk out for nothing. You showed your tail for nothing. And you try to turn, well, you know, you shouldn't have. No, you should have just trusted. Because somebody in here needs to know God has a purpose beyond what you can think, ask, or imagine. Everybody who can, everybody who will, stand on your feet wherever you are. I don't know where you are in life right now. But I believe that God has somebody in here today. That he wants you to leave here trusting him more. Leave here trusting him more. Leave here trusting him more. I've been able to look back over my life and see some stuff that, man, if I had the sense, I would have avoided it. But, but, but even in my stupidity, even in my ignorance, God took what was meant for evil and turned it around for my good. 
somebody in here, you can testify. You, you may not have even thought about it. Stuff that you thought you couldn't live without. <laughs> you live without it and went on. God said, let me show you what you really need and who you really need. Pastor Bell's going to come and extend the invitation to discipleship. But if you're here right now, I want you to make a decision to say yes to God. To say, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you, God. I'm going to trust you because not trusting God hasn't gotten you anywhere. Not trusting God hasn't improved your lot in life one iota. Will you trust him today? Will you trust him with your life? Trust him with your person? Trust him with your possessions? Will you trust him? Will you trust him? Amen. What a word from our pastor. Yes. God will take care of you. Yes, he will. And somebody needs to know that today. He's been taking care of you for a mighty long time. And for those of us that know the Lord, we know for a fact that he's taking care of us. And there's somebody here today struggling. We're trying to understand just the goodness of God and just what he's done for you. Well, he did something for you you couldn't do for yourself. All of us was born in sin and shapen in iniquity. But he sent his son to take care of our sin. You're wondering why you're broken. You're wondering why you're not being able to put it together. Where well, you're walking in sin and you haven't sought forgiveness. You don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. You don't have that relationship that will make it right. You can't make it right. If, it, if you could make it right, you'd have did it already. And every time you tried it, you made it worse. But if you're here today and you've not accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, the Word of God tells us is real simple. Confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is your Savior. It says you will be saved. It's that simple. And so I speak to you today that have not accepted Jesus Christ. I offer him to you right now to come just as you are. You don't have to get it right in your mind. You don't have to get it right in your spirit. No, just confess it with your mouth and come on down and we will help to show you how to accept Jesus Christ into your life. We have men and women all around that can help you to do that. So don't, don't tarry, don't delay. You don't have to keep fighting. You can come on now just as you are. We offer Christ to you now. So come as the choir sings. Amen. Amen. Jesus Come waiting. on, sister. Amen. Jesus is Amen. Is there another? Is there another? Amen. Is there another? Is there another? Give him your life. Give him 
church like you ought to because you know in your heart that that's where you need to be you've been straying away and you can hear that voice in your ear baby you need to be in church you need to be with believers life has gotten you down and you know you need to come back we extend an offer to you now come come on back Jesus is waiting on you come on back right now in your brokenness, come on back. If you've been visiting with us and you're trying to decide if Good Hope is the place to be, yes, it's the place to be. You've been visiting, you've been hearing the word and, and you're just struggling with that and we wanna make sure that we can help you today. Come join us on this journey. We are not perfect in any shape, form or fashion, but we wanna walk with you and love on you just as God and Christ loves on us. So we extend to you an offer right now to come just as you are. Come now as the choir sings. you extend your hands to our brothers and sisters. God, we, we thank you for what you've done through your word, Lord. We thank you that our brothers and sisters have made a positive decision, Lord, and, and we don't know all that they need, but you do. So, Lord, we, we pray in the name of Jesus that uh, you meet their needs. You provide for them just what they need in the nick of time. Take care of them, Lord. And while they're on this journey with us, help us to love them, to show them Jesus Christ in a real way. We thank you, Lord, that they came today, that they had the boldness to come. And we ask blessings on them right now in the name of Jesus. We lift this prayer and we thank you and we give you all the glory and all the honor. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. 
Amen. Amen. Praise God for our souls that have come to join the family. Amen. Amen. All right. Church, it's time for the offering. Amen. All right. While you gather yourself to, to give, uh, we do have a couple of announcements. Uh, Master Control. The Good Hope Missionary Baptist Church has joined forces with our community sponsors for our annual prostate cancer screening event on Saturday, September 28th from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the Good Hope Missionary Baptist Church. Did you know black men are twice as likely to die from prostate cancer than white men and have the highest death rate from the disease among all racial or ethnic groups in the U.S.? The American Cancer Society recommends that the discussion about prostate cancer screening should take place for men at the following ages, 45 years of age or older for those at high risk of developing prostate cancer. This includes African Americans and men who have a father, brother, or son diagnosed with prostate cancer at an earlier age, or 40 years of age or older for men with more than one first-degree relative who had prostate cancer at an early age. There are two main tests commonly used for prostate cancer screening, the rectal exam and the PSA blood test. This screening will be the PSA blood test only, so sign up today. To register, go to goodhope.org or via our I Am Hope mobile app. Family of Hope. The Hope for Families Food Pantry is coming soon. Starting in October, our Client Choice Food Pantry, which is in partnership with the Houston Food Bank, will be open weekly, providing food for families in need in a dignified and respectful way. Serving opportunities include greeters, registration, product organizers, inventory control, stockers, shopping, caring assistants, floaters, and baggers. We invite you, yes you, to join us in serving others. So please plan to attend a food pantry orientation meeting on Sunday, September 1st at 12 noon or September 8th at 10 a.m. or 12 noon in the gym. For more information, please contact Mark Sloan at msloan at goodhope.org. Download our new I Am Hope mobile app in order to get or stay connected to our Good Hope family. To download the new app, you can visit our website at goodhope.org and click on the banner. Or you can text Good Hope NBC app to 77977. Or you can scan the QR code on the posters in the lobby or center for hope. Or you can also search Good Hope NBC or I Am Hope in your Apple or Google Play store. Let's continue to take hope to the world. All right. I want to thank uh, over 500 of you that downloaded the app last week. So we encourage the rest of you to go ahead on and download the app. And uh, if you don't have a smartphone, it's a good time to get one. Amen. <laughs> but uh, we want to make sure that you are in contact with us. We're going to use this app in a very uh, real way. You're going to get uh, notifications on important events. And uh, it is important that you have it so that you can keep up with all of the things that we're doing here at the Good Hope Church. And one of those things that we're doing is starting September 18th, Awana will begin. All right. And we are taking registration today uh, with uh, kids and youth. And so you can sign up. The registration fee is $45. Uh, Awana starts on September 18th. 
And uh, you bring your kids at 6.30 on Wednesday nights. They will be blessed with the word and they will be fed. Amen. So that's one night, mom and daddy, you ain't got to go to McDonald's. Amen. All right, but come on and bring them out Wednesday, starting September 18th, and I know that they will be blessed. And if you have any additional questions, you can always see Dr. Birkins. She is our wonderful uh, director of the children, and we're having sign up today in the Center of Hope for you to go and sign up. And I want you to remember that Elder Taylor will be recognized on Monday, Labor Day Monday, as the Minister of Music Extraordinaire. We told you about that a week ago, so it's coming up. Make sure you're here on Monday night and to encourage him and just be there to celebrate with him. And it's going to be here at the Good Hope Church. So that's Labor Day, Monday night, September the 2nd. Come and wish uh, Minister Taylor luck and bless him in a mighty, mighty way. All right. A couple other things I want to make sure you know is the Wednesday Bible study is uh, going to take place this Wednesday at 12 and at 7. So come on out and fellowship and learn the word. Amen. All right, brothers, let us continue in worship and giving. We have several ways that you can do that. You can use the Push Pay app. You can go to Givelify and give that way. You can go to the Good Hope website and give that way. Or you can give by cash or by check. We also have a way to give by text. You can text that as well. All right. All we ask is that you give as God has blessed you. Amen. All right. This and that you need to put in his hand, go on. Give it up. Yes, indeed. Amen. All right, it's time for us to recognize our guest. So today, if you're visiting with us for the very first time, would you please stand? We want to recognize you. We're not going to ask you to say anything. We're doing a recognize. Amen. Remain standing. Amen. If it's your second visit, please stand. Or your third visit, please stand. Amen. Well, we are so glad that you came this way to worship with the Good Hope family. We hope that you have been blessed by the word and by the singing. You've received a warm smile, a friendly handshake, or a nice friendly hug that will make sure that your, that your visit today was a very blessed visit with, for you. Now, because you're here today, we do have a special reception for you. So I'm going to ask that you gather your things, and if you're here with someone, they can go with you and follow these young ladies who are part of our guest relations ministry. 
They're going to take you to the area for our reception. Uh, we have a special gift for you, as well as we're going to share a little more about the Good Hope Church. God bless you. Thank you for coming. You're always welcome to come. Good to see you. Show some love, church. They came to fellowship with us today. Amen. All right. Okay, here we go. Got some signs there. All right. Upstairs and downstairs. All right. Amen. All right. It's still going, y'all. Show some love. Show some love. All right. All right. If everybody's good, let's stand and receive the benediction. Give a hug, touch your hand, touch your shoulder, show some love to your neighbor. You ain't spoke to him all day, say hi. Amen. All right. God, we come now to thank you that you are our provider. Thank you that we can trust you to do what you said you would do in your word. We thank you that you are a promise keeper and not a promise breaker. We thank you that we can lean on you, Lord, and yet you are mighty, mighty good to us. But Lord, I pray for everyone at the sound of my voice that you bless them this week when they rise up early and settle late. Bless them, Lord, as they go out and as they come in. Bless them in their labor and in their leisure until we come together again in the house of prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right, hug somebody on your way out. Amen.